The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. Today's ambitious podcast is all about relationships. It also has its first special guest, Matthew Babine, my husband, my tormentor, twin flame, and best friend. We are going to be sharing our love story with you, the good, the bad, and the gassy. I mean the ugly. But before I do anything, I wanted to share the ambitious podcast, iTunes review of the week. And it is from T. Shizzle. T. Shizzle, I love your name. And it says, these podcasts are life changing. If you listen, pay attention and use the advice she gives, there's absolutely nothing that can stop you and mess with your feelings and emotions. Katie is very raw, but that's what makes her like no other and draws your attention right into it. Best podcast ever. So T-Shizzle, whoever you are, you little love bug, please email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com and redeem your $100 gift certificate to use towards anything KBMFC related. And this month's Ancient Nutrition Keto Starter Kit winner is Stephanie Borges. All Stephanie had to do to win was sign up for my free weekly email. The email is awesome and contains free workouts, free meal plans, inspiration, as well as all things KBMFC. Stephanie, please email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com so I can get your mailing address and we can get your Ancient Nutrition Keto Starter Kit out to you. Speaking of all things KBMFC related, we have some huge stuff coming down the pretty pink pipeline. The one I am most excited about is going to be the weekend of January 4th, 5th, and 6th, 2019. I have been invited to teach the Live Your Best Life seminar at the world-famous Grappalo Center in the Berkshire Mountains in Massachusetts. It's absolutely gorgeous there. This is going to be one of the most life-changing experiences ever. This program will provide you with the tools needed to accomplish your goals, dreams, and desires for 2019 and beyond. After this weekend, you will return home with a deep knowing and conviction that you can master your destiny and create a life of joy, wonder, and my favorite magic. This retreat is for all levels and spiritual awakenings, and we will meet you wherever you are on your journey. Oh, and did I mention that we will also have a house DJ there? DJ Nix will be spinning on the ones and the twos, and we will end Saturday night with a full-blown pajama, jammy, jam. So I think that we should get like really cool pajamas. I'm like, I'm looking for the whole unicorn onesie. Like that is my, that is what's happening. And I'm going to be freaking busting a move 
in that motherfucker, let me tell you. Please go to Kripalu.org and search my name, Katie Boyd, as the presenter. I will also add the official link to the show notes. So if you are looking into purchasing your seminar, go to the show notes. It'll bring you right there. And a lot of my ladies are doing the dorm thing there together. And there is also other options of adult sleepaway camp is not your thing. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's not. Just depends. And if you have, you know, if you ate a lot of beans that night, you don't know if you want to be sleeping in a big room of ladies. The food is amazing. There are tons of fun things to do in between breaks, like get a Reiki session or uh, a massage, take a yoga class, go for a hike. Don't miss this life-changing weekend. Like they say, if you want to have something you've never had before, you have to do the things you've never done before. If thinking about doing this makes you feel a little scared, then it is definitely a sign from the divine that that is what you should do because nothing great comes from your comfort zones. And how are you liking this so far? I'm loving it. You're, just a, you're in awe of me. Yeah, I'm just watching you. That's why you, know, you married me. Off. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. At least you're not standing on a box. I'm not standing on a box. Just saying. <laughs> He's tall. Because we have no sponsors ads. <laughs> you love that one, didn't you? I love you? that. That's good. Because we have no sponsored ads here on the Ambitious Podcast, and it is entirely funded by this bitch. Yours truly. My only ask of you is this. Please give Ambitious a five-star and a written review on whatever platform that you consume Ambitious on. My dream is to have the Ambitious movement touch the lives of women and men everywhere who need some love, some practical tools, some validation that they are on the right path. You know, we're living in a world today where there is just so much fear, there's so much loneliness, and I truly deep down in my soul, want people not to feel alone. So much anxiety and depression comes from not feeling connected. And I myself struggle with both depression and anxiety. And I know how lucky I am that I have uh, an incredible, loving, like-minded community that supports me every day. And not everyone has that, which is so sad. And the only way that Ambitious will touch more and more people is if you share this live recording on your Facebook, you review it on iTunes, you share it with a friend, you tag us on your Insta stories, you text the links to friends who you may think are in need of a pick-me-up. And whatever you choose to do, I thank you from the bottom of my little black heart. And if you have the gall to give Ambitious a bad review, I want to remind you that in episode one, I warned you that if you are jealous, you take shit personally, if you are triggered by something that I say that makes you really mad, or you just have way too much motherfucking time on your hands, this is is on you, my friend, not me. I am just here holding up the mirror to your wounds. Instead of taking the time to talk shit, why don't you work on your non-negotiable spiritual practices or maybe take a deeper look into why the ambitious movement is triggering your damn shit so bad? Or if you're too lazy to do that, you can go into a dark room, light a candle, slip on something stained, of course, because that's all you own. And put on a little enigma and go fuck yourself. Oh, Dominic Christi, amen. Do you remember that song? Every week on the Ambitious Podcast, we'll always touch on my six favorite topics. Matt knows them well. 
I call them the deal makers or breakers. And today is all about relationships, but the other five are wealth, abundance, and money mindset. Two is health, nutrition, and wellness. Three is feelings, emotions, and fierce boundaries. Four is your environment. And five is non-negotiable spiritual practices. So now that you are reminded, let's get this party started. (laughs) Yes. So I'm going to start today with this quote from Rumi. And you know I love me some Rumi. He rocks, yeah. He pretty much does rock. (laughs) And so all my quotes are going to be Rumi-esque today because he is the most amazing love poet. And he says, I love you because the entire universe conspire to help me find you. That being said, here is Matt Babine, or as some people like to call him, Mr. Boyd. (laughs) That's always great when I get called Mr. Boyd. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking time out of your busy life. <laughs> I am always busy, but never busy too busy life. for you, my love. Who's more busy? Um, definitely me. Uh, no, you are, you are definitely, you definitely push the uh, envelope. So I want... We're both pretty busy. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We're very busy. And we're going to be even busier today when we have our gums flapping for the next, <laughs> I don't know, 20-something minutes. So is that, is that all? Okay. Yeah. I mean, we could definitely just be here for 18 <laughs> hours with all the shit that we've been through. So I want to talk about first, because people always ask, like, everywhere we go, whether it's out to dinner with doctor, friends of yours, or just, like, people that we meet, they're always like, oh, how did you meet? That's, like, the reoccurring theme, right? So um, how did we meet, Matt? So first, you know, it's funny, because um, I worked with this woman, Majan, for years. I went to school with her. We were always together. And through my career for, like, 15, 16 years, she was always at a company with me. And it was really, really weird. And I'm like... I love how he's looking at me, talking to me like, I don't know the story. Yeah. So, so <laughs> what happened? Yeah. there oh, to the yes, people. to the people. Yes. <laughs> All right. Get out of the way. I'm the star of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm going to sip so, some of my tea. So, listen, anyways. So, I, you know, this woman was, you know, following me around, work to work to work. And we were kind of friends. And, you know, we always worked at the same place. And now I know why is because she ended up introducing me to Miss Katie Boyd. And so how did I know Marjan? I'll, want me to tell that story? Yeah, why don't you tell that story? So when I owned uh, Katie Boyd's Misfit Club in Wellesley, Massachusetts, there was a sleep lab mm-hmm. in the basement of my gym. Mm-hmm. And there was a doctor there and she worked with Marjan and Marjan also taught TRX classes. So one day she came upstairs, she knocked on my door and she's like, oh my God, I've been hearing about this like pink gym upstairs on the second floor. I always call on this doctor. I would love to like, you know, just take a look. She came in, we hit it off. She's like, I teach TRX, which is Navy SEAL suspension training. I said, I would love to have you come here and teach. She started teaching and she taught for me for about a year. And then I had just recently went through like a really tumultuous break breakup. And I was just like living my best life, just getting like blackout drunk on a Tuesday and just like partying. (laughs) And I think Marjan was like, dude, you can't keep like not showing up to work and being like hungover for two days. Like you need to get your shit together. I want you to meet this guy. And I was like, I don't need any penis to screw up my life right now. I'm just trying to get my life back, you know, on the right track. Mm -hmm. And you guys were at a convention in Newport, Rhode Island. Yes. And And I'll take over. Oh God. Okay. I'm at Newport. I'm in Newport, Rhode Island, and you know my John goes, "Hey, I'm going to call Katie." So she gets on the phone. She calls Katie up and says, "Hey, Katie, I am with Matt, the guy I'm telling about." Da da da. So we get on the phone, right? What are you doing over here? Oh, okay. Just... Don't make don't make faces and things. Um, get I get on the phone and I talked to her for a couple of minutes. I was like, "Really?" I go, "Hi, how Mind are you?" Mind you, I was drunk, and she sounded a little off, you know, off the <laughs> wall, you know. And I'm like, "Hey, how are you? What's going on?" And we talked for like two minutes. And I go, my John, don't ever do that to me again. I don't know this woman. She goes, she's fine. She's fine. Let me get a picture of her. She gets a picture, shows me it was best 
bodies of Boston. And I was like, oh, why did she hang up so soon? And I was just like so excited. I was in like full-blown lingerie. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Those beautiful, the beautiful. Days. And I was like, you know, I was coming off of a divorce and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I was kind of lost. And it was just, it all, it was kismet. It all came together. But it came together when we'll tell the stories how it came together. It wasn't always, uh, so what do you call it, roses and. Marjan uh, like worked on me to go on a date with him for like almost nine months. Nine months. And I finally said, I to was her, that hideous, huh? No, it wasn't that you were hideous. I just wasn't in the mood to deal with more bullshit. I was trying to get my life back together. (laughs) And uh, Marjan said to me, you know, you really should go out with him. He's the nicest guy. He's literally you, but a man. And I was like, I don't know if I really want all that. Uh, So I said to her, I go, listen, I will go on a date with him, Mm -hmm. but you have to come. And it has to be like a lunch date so I can get the fuck out of there. Like, I don't want to be like trying to get like a good night kiss or any of that stuff. So Matt showed up my app up. (laughs) Matt showed up to my oh, gym. So I'm sitting there, and Marjan was just like, I'm out there. And I go, Marjan, where are you? Just go in, introduce yourself. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, really? Come on. You're not even going to introduce me to this girl in face-to-face? Listen, I'm running late. And, you know, if you want to do this, you're going to have to go up there and you say hi. I go, well, fuck it. I'm a sales guy. I'm going up. <laughs> so I go in there, and I knock on the door, and she opens the door, and we sit down, and we started talking to each other. And I will never forget, I asked a question. She had this picture of this famous um, uh, uh, photographer that took a view, and it was in front of her wall. And I go... Hey, isn't it funny? Why should it be over your head so everyone can see this gorgeous picture? She goes, I just want to remember who the fuck I am. I was like, I like this. I always keep a picture of myself (laughs) in front of me, like in my best, best. because I have to sometimes, when you're having a bad day, and that day was kind of bad because I remember I had like um, a Victoria's Secret, like pink, like sweatsuit on (laughs) for our date, not a stitch of makeup. Because I was like, I have to scare this guy away. Like I have, I'm really going to work on it. So we went to lunch, all three of us together. Mm -hmm. I got bollocky bare ass drunk at lunch. Yes, she did. I showed him a picture of my poop. Yes. This is a true story. Like, I just was like, what do you think of this picture? And he's like, that's a huge shit. And I was like, it's mine. And he was like, mm, okay. And I was like, damn it. I just thought like I was just going to scare him away. That would not scare me. Remember, I did see best in Boston's best body. That's so true. So that, you kind of Nothing knew. was going to scare me away. So uh. I'm like, oh, damn it. So at the end of the end of the date, he brought me back to the gym and he says to me, I want to take you on a real date. And I was like, God damn it. Everything I did failed. <laughs> and I opened my planner and I was like, okay, fine. I picked the most obscure random day. In the whole world. It was like a Tuesday night. It was like six weeks away. April 20th. Yep. And I was like, this night, that's all I have. And he was like, sure. And I was like, God damn it. Like everything was just failing. (laughs) It was like four months in advance or something. But I'm like, you know something? If I want to meet with a good doctor or I want to meet with a good person, sometimes their schedules are busy. So I was like, you know something? I'm going to put you in there. And it worked out. Just call me Dr. Boyd. That's my next degree I'll be (laughs) receiving, my doctorate. Um, So then we finally went on a date that night, April 20th. But all day long, I was in the city with a friend who was getting married. And we were like drinking and looking at venues and like, you know, shooting the shit. And about an hour before I was supposed to go on the date, I said, I can't do this. I can't. I just can't do this. I I just don't want to do this. I don't want to go on this date. I'm going to call him and cancel. And I'll never forget this. She slapped me across the face hard, like boom. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, listen to me. This could be a free meal 
or this could be your husband. You got to get your ass there and you got to go find out. And that was it. Yeah. And I went, we went to Mistral in Boston. Yeah. Mistral in Boston. And I'm shitting my pants because I was, ex- Matt I was, was like 17 vodkas deep. Right. Cause I hadn't been dating. I was married for 14 years or whatever, of not bliss. And <laughs> I was sitting there going, Oh Jesus, I got to get there early. I got there at noon. The date wasn't until <laughs> seven o'clock. So I said, I'm going to loosen myself up a little bit. So I had a couple of martinis. I was between Davio's and, and Mistral and this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she gets there, and then I'm like, He was on the Venga bus. And, and, and then the, the nice bartender goes to me, she says, Are you waiting for somebody? Or are you just by yourself? No, 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 she should be here any moment. She's probably looking at me like you've been here for freaking four hours. <laughs> and I, I, you know, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but she came because of, because of uh, you know, that girl slapped yeah. me in the face. And so I showed up, I was like, All right, here so we get, go. Get Put your big day. girl panties on. I valet my car, I walk in, he's sitting at the bar, he had like some glassy go- eyes going on. I was like, Okay. <laughs> We sat down. We had a really nice. Um, we had a really nice dinner. But Matt was like really out of practice. So like we would just be talking about how my dog has like epilepsy, and then all of a sudden he'd be like trying to it stick was, his tongue down my throat, and I'm like, was, what? The, this uh, is not. This is like off. Dude. I was just trying to give you a peck on the cheek. Peck. Your tongue was hanging out of your mouth. Hey, that's and, what we did in the '80s. <laughs> This is what happened. I was out of practice. I told you I was retired. I mean, you know, I was I was probably thinking of John Travolta in a movie or something. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. They also had members-only jackets in the 80s, and I'm not saying to bring that back. I was trying to bring it back, too. So then by, like, the third time he did this, I finally felt so bad for him because I kept sliding under the table as he's trying to kiss me, and I just was like, okay, fine. And then he told me I should put my dog to sleep. Well, I didn't actually say that. You, you said, did. You said to me that your dog was really suffering with seizures and stuff like that. And I says, well, geez, you should probably just really put him down. Probably not the best thing to say. You're probably not going to get any ass <laughs> if you say to kill your dog. Just saying. But I saying. thought it was the way you described it. He was really suffering. And, you know, the thing is, I, I met, I, I obviously lived with Skippy for years. And yes. I was the one who took it the hardest. So I don't want to talk about Absol- that. Absolutely. No. We're, but we're moving on. So we had a great dinner. I get in my car. He, he kisses me on the cheek. We both go our separate ways. And on the way home, I got a $400 speeding ticket. I almost got arrested. $400 speeding ticket. I'm like, motherfucker, go home, lay in bed, three in the morning, up, food poisoning, freaking explosive diarrhea, puke, puking the whole nine yards, right? Yes, yes. I'm like, are you kidding me? Then I find out that someone stole my damn uh, I- iPod. iPod. So the valet stole my iPod where I just downloaded Britney Spears' Circus CD and I was so listening. I was so wanted to listen to that and I was so pissed (laughs) off. So the next morning I like woke up and I was like, this guy is cursed. He's freaking cursed. So I called him up on the phone. He was like out freaking golfing at Ipswich Country Club living his best life. And I'm just like (laughs) soil. I'm in a soiled bed, like just hair matted to my face. And I was like, dude, are you all right? Like I've been up sick all night long. I told him what happened, the speeding ticket, the whole nine yards. And he's like. That's when I knew you loved me because you called me and you were so concerned. Oh, yeah. No, I was actually like, dude, you're a freaking curse. (laughs) So he's like, oh, I'm fine. I've been golfing at the Ipswich Country Club, like, you know, with a cigar hanging out of his mouth and all this shit. You love a cigar. And I go, you know what you are? You're the fucking bad Tiki from the Brady Bunch. Do you remember when the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii and all that bad shit st- ha- kept happening? I mean, Greg got hit in the head with a surfboard. Yeah, the yeah. spider was like, like every time the spider. I'm like, you're the bad Tiki. And you ended up being the bad Tiki because years later we ended up getting married in Hawaii. Hawaii. And we, we recreated t- the whole Brady Bunch. 
<laughs> extravaganza. Minus the surfing. Minus the God. surfing. And we actually, after that, went through a reality television show together. Yes. So you yeah. were on my reality television show, yeah. Wicked every, Fit. Every time, always pushing the envelope. Every time I'm with you, you know, I always have to do the, step up to the next thing. You went from a very boring life to a very, very exciting life. Very exciting, yes. And then we got engaged in uh, November 11th. So we got yeah. a... Engaged 11, 11, 11, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So it was like, what, six months after knowing each other, we got engaged really quickly. Yeah, well, I was a little older than you. I didn't want to hang out, you know, hang around there. <laughs> he didn't know when he was going to go. So he's like, I'm going to make a move. <laughs> then after the engagement, we went through three years of wedding yes. planning. Three years of wedding planning. That was the best. No, that was, was hell. so exciting. That was hell. I would not wish... Rush. Three years of wedding planning on anyone. <laughs> and then by the end of three years of just total hell, no one could go over here. They couldn't get this time off from work, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I was like, fuck all you mongrels. I'm not paying for all you pieces of shit to eat and drink and you know, not give me a gift. <laughs> we are going to elope. So I walked out one day and I just came out and I said, you know what? The last three years I've been planning weddings. I have real shit to do, like actually run my company. I was like, you want to marry me? You plan the fucking wedding. And then what did you do? I picked up the phone. I called the Four Seasons in Maui. I said, hey, you guys probably know how to put on a pretty good wedding, right? They go, oh, that's our specialty. I go, guess what? We're coming out there, just the two of us. And it was outstanding. We had two weeks there, you know, uh, five days before we got married, met some unbelievable people, traveled all around Hawaii. It was magnificent. And it was the best thing we ever did. And and they actually thought we were living at the Four Seasons because we were still there for like another two weeks or something like that. Like, hey, how you doing? Still here? Still here? But it was a great, great wedding. And um, yeah, it was It It was was the the best best. choice that we ever made. The best. So when people come to me and like my clients will come in and be like, I'm just going through all this wedding shit. I'm like, cancel it all and fucking elope. It's like one yeah. of the best things. Awesome. Unless you really like love the wedding planning. I mm-hmm. just am so busy with my companies and you're so busy with your companies that mm-hmm. like wedding planning is like so much work. And I guess we remembered it, right? I mean, we really remember Absolutely. That. I mean, it was, you know, it was about us opposed to being about everybody else, right? It was really about us. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. And I got to be a mom. Yeah. So yes, you did. I adopted Karina. Thank God she's for you. My, she's my yeah. child. Yes, thank God. So uh, Matt has now, a, we have a 21-year-old daughter. Her name is mm-hmm. Karina, and yeah. she's a senior at Questrom Business School at Boston University. She's doing awesome. She's amazing, yeah. and yeah. she's so smart, and she's yeah. great. And um, I've known her since she was 13 years old. When yeah. She had like braces and then headgear and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we went through everything together. I got school, prom, driving, driving lessons. lessons. <laughs> Right, all of it. You name it. Because yeah. we're both saying the same shit. Because that's like what really tortured us oh, for God, years. The driving lessons almost killed us. Oh right? my God! Yeah. I think I my butthole was constantly puckered because I was like always just so <laughs> so nervous. So nervous. Have kids, you'll be there. So that's the why when lessons. people are like, "Don't you guys want to have more children?" I'm like, "Oh my God." Yes. Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna talk about all that today. Um, so our marriage is awesome. We bought yeah. a home right after because we love to put 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Of course. So we, we closed on the house before we The day before flew, we left. The day before we left. And then we came back from a honeymoon and guess who came to visit us? Remember? Marjan. Yep. The one who put us together. Isn't that yeah, crazy? She came to visit us. It was absolutely awesome. And we yeah. came home from Maui mm-hmm. and then within 24 hours, our whole entire house was packed up and moved to another house. 
Within 24 hours. So and within like, 48 hours, this maniac put everything together. <laughs> I don't know how the hell you did it. And you were not an essentialist or any of that back then. Oh, no. I had still so, so much shit. <laughs> like, I had my closet was vomiting on itself oh, at all times. Yeah. Now I have like three outfits. We actually I just moved. keep rotating them. <laughs> Remember, we moved trash. We actually moved a box of trash. Oh, my it was God. like boxes and it was just empty boxes. We moved that. The too. moving guys were helping me move and they were just like chucking things in boxes. And Freaking like jet three years later, I opened a box downstairs. So I was like going through stuff and it was just a big box of trash <laughs> it's like that's that's a metaphor for my life <laughs> well we threw it out we got rid of it yes yeah, i it did out. yes yes don't take that credit daniel <laughs> and now and we work together yeah so in 2014 i moved my entire studio from wellesley mass up to hudson new hampshire to the second floor of your karate studio my husband is a world champion two-time world champion martial artist yes and he owns dojo sante in hudson new hampshire he is incredible <laughs> And there Thank was like you. nothing going on upstairs. You had another dojo, but it wasn't even be, ever being utilized. No, no, and it was funny because I never felt comfortable teaching classes up there. And this is even before I knew you. Mm-hmm. And my dream was that my thoughts were I was going to have a class going on upstairs and classes going on downstairs at the same time simultaneously. Weird. And never, never worked out that way. And then when I met Katie and you, you know, you got a, your lease was up and I'm like, you got to get the heck out of Massachusetts. Come on up here. And she, because did. I had both yeah. gyms. So yeah. I had like up there and there for a while. Yes. Oh, that, that was, was, that was a shit show. Oh my God. I used to just drive down route three, like <laughs> crying <laughs> four in the morning. Like, what am I doing? No, no. And working together is a lot of fun. But yep. it, it's stressful too. Can be challenging. Yes. Why? Um, what do you think our biggest challenging issues are? Uh, Maury Povich time. I would. I would say probably would stop talking about work at certain times. Who does that? I don't have any clue. <laughs> Could be KB. What do I MFC. do? It's like we're having dinner. It's like, oh, such and such, such and such. We have to do this at the gym, and this is going to happen. I'm like, dude, I'm done. I'm tired. It's, 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 Matt is really it's good with shutting himself off. Nine o'clock. I want to have my cocktail now, and I want to eat something, and it's going to be there tomorrow morning. It's going to be there tomorrow morning. Yes. Now it's that time, right? And Matt was laying in bed with me last night, and he was like, you know, I think you're a workaholic. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't say. I don't think you're. I don't know, think you're a workaholic. I think that you just put too many things on your plate at one time. And you balance me with that. I try to. Yes, this week I didn't wasn't a good balancing act. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was a little. It was crazy. like the. It was like a, what did they call the horse and pony show? <laughs> it was crazy. I go, where are you going now? What are you doing now? I got the bowls. I got this. I got the business. And then Matt was at the PMA Fun Fest, like breaking boards with kids. Hey, <laughs> hey, spinning the wheel. It was. It was. He comes home. He's like, week. I can't even bend this way from holding all the boards all day. I was like, I can't even speak because I've been <laughs> speaking for eighteen hours straight yeah. for the last three days. We, cr- so. we crawled upstairs and went to bed. But I love that we both have the same work ethic. Yeah. Because people who are married that have the same that don't have the same work ethic, that can be really 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 challenging. Yes. I think even more challenging than ha- having two workaholics in a room. I think it's mostly just once we get our balance and we've been lucky, we've been very fortunate. We just we did take take a lot of time this year, you know, with travel mm-hmm. and doing some really fun stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um but I think after you travel too, you have to catch up and I think that's where we are right now. Yes. It's just catch up mode. <laughs> I'll be in catch-up mode until <laughs> January 4th, 5th, and 6th at Kripalu. 
<laughs> so we only have four months for that. So we have to fi- figure it out. And the other thing that I love about our relationship is we share like the same beliefs. We share the same practices and we sh- obviously we share work and we yeah. also share the same common interests and we both have a good mindset for finances. Yes. Because I see a lot of marriages that like one is really financially like together yes. and then the other is not. And that creates, I think, well, I know because I've done research. problems. Yeah. Uh, most divorces actually come from financial financial problems. Like one is an overspender or, you know, like my mother used to do, she would hide like boxes and bags and shit in the car until my dad like would go to work and then she would like sneak them in. And I would be like, what are you doing? She's like, nothing. I'm like, oh. But as you get older, you're like, oh shit, she's hiding that shit from my dad. (laughs) Terry's been at the dollar store again. (laughs) She loves the dollar store. I get a rag on her every week. She loves it. She feels special. Um, but we do, we have all the same beliefs. So talk about a little bit about our beliefs about like holidays. Oh, we love holidays. Not, (laughs) we we can't stand holidays because it's make believe time, right? For holidays. And you know, like for Christmas, I'm worried about experiences and not necessarily buying stuff and buying more crap and, you know, being like a a consumer. Right. So for holidays, it's really not, you know, it's not a good time for a lot of people. A lot of people have a hard time during holidays. So we kind of either give our time or we just go away and do something like that. We usually do both. So we always do some kind of philanthropic thing Uh, every year. And then we usually go away for Christmas. Yes. And we have an experience. So like last year we went to Cuba with friends of ours, which was one of the most incredible experiences, one of the most incredible eye-opening experiences of my lifetime. Um, So, and so we don't do Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to put like Christmas trees up and decorations, all that stuff. And now I'm just like, I cannot be bothered. I would rather just have, I have four light up trees from restoration hardware. They never leave my living room. And when it gets a little chilly, they go on a little bit more. And that's like my Christmas decoration. <laughs> Christmas decoration. I just don't have time. Like, And it's not that I don't love to decorate. I just don't love like what all these holidays really stand for. You Plus, know? it's almost like a conditioning. I mean, if you'd never really thought and said, I'm doing this because this. You're just doing things because everyone else is doing society says everyone, so. If I don't do it. I feel bad or I look bad right. or I'm not the same. So you now know? you become a lemming. So you're just like, oh, well, everyone else is doing it. So I have to do it too. And then I can't tell you how many of my clients put themselves into severe financial debt trying to make everyone happy during the holidays. Oh, and then show. I have so many clients that will say to me like, Katie, I cook this huge Thanksgiving dinner and I have all these people over my house and no one helps me clean and no one even cares. Right? Yeah, that sounds awful. So last but not least, finances. Yes. We have the same financial values. We do. Do we? Yeah, I think so. Yes. I mean, well, we you talk- helped me. You, you actually taught me so much about investing. I did. Yes. I was not a good investor. Like, I was really good now at making really, money. Now I think you're better than me. Actually, I am. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. It's it makes kinda, me feel powerful. Yeah. She always has somebody she's learning from or listening to yes, or reading. I love that. Oh. So, you know what's really exciting about today? What? It's a two part series. That's awesome. Because in the next podcast, we're going to be talking about our temple. To our temple. That was, a, that was weird. Our 10 simple ways to make your marriage last. Yes. What do you think about that? I think that's fantastic. And I am going to end today with a quote, and then you guys will see us next week as well. I made it through the first one. You did, you did Thanks, a really great babe. job. Oh, thank you. Let me find my, <laughs> let me find my quote. Oh, I love this one. This is so good. It's the roomy quote, by the way. I don't uh-huh. know if I didn't tell you. I like roomy. And still after all this time, the sun has never said to the earth, you owe me. 
Look what happens with a love like that. It lights up the sky. A huge grateful thank you to all of you who are crusaders of the ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. Ow! The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.